Ned Brockman wants to see how far he can push his body to total discomfort. Too often, we avoid the uncomfortable. Until you realise it's not serving you to avoid it, you're not growing. You are not levelling up in your life. Ned wants to challenge your discomfort by bringing attention to something we ignore all the time, and that's our homelessness problem right here in Australia. He's going to run across Australia within 43 days and beat the Guinness Book of Records record. That's 100 kilometres per day across Australia, across the Nullarbor. With his long blonde mullet, I love it. Ned will run from Perth's Cottesloe Beach right across the nation to Sydney's Bondi Beach. And the prep is on right now for when he hits the ground running on September 1. The key here is to challenge yourself and do something that makes you uncomfortable. He needs a few dollars. He's trying to raise a million bucks and it's for an awesome cause. So it's time for no bullshit with Ned Brockman. Ned Brockman, welcome to Straight Talk, mate. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. How is it that some guys, and girls I guess, but I don't think about girls that much, but get such a cool name like Ned fucking Brockman. Like, man, that, I would have killed for a name like that. Ned Brockman. It just sounds like movie star shit. Superhero sort of thing, eh? Yeah, how would you get that? Like, I, got the, I got the two Ds, unfortunately, after Ned, which are um, very rare, but it's um, unique, which is what I like. So, Ned well, Brockman. Because like, when I was a kid, Mark was okay, yeah, but, uh, you know, my brother and I used to always talk about, my young brother and I used to always talk about what would be a cool surname. He used to love the name Armstrong. Can you imagine, like, like little kids, like, you know, we sort of think meant long, strong arms, you know, like yeah, Armstrong. Absolutely. You know, Boris, it meant it, you know, it just sort of just didn't have a ring to it at the time when you were yeah. a kid especially. But Ned Brockman, man, that's uh, perfect. And yeah. where'd you grow up? Um, so I grew up on a um, farm west of Forbes, New South Wales, uh, 60K out. Yeah. On um, a fair few acres out there, cattle farm. And then went to school in Orange at a um, boarding school there. And then, yeah, just uh, I'm here now doing my electrical apprenticeship. How old are you now? Uh, 23. 23. Yeah. So kid growing up in um, Forbes on, on a farm, cattle farm. Yep. Did you sort of run around the joint? Were you like born to run? Uh, not so to, so to speak, no. I, um, I actually, as a young fellow, we, you know, obviously run around doing all the cattle work, riding motorbikes, being loose, whatnot. But I guess as a as a young fella, seeing my old man, he was a tough old cattle farmer. So um, the early rises and the late nights is what I saw. You know, it's like sun sunrise sunset. Yeah, deep ingrained. Like you know, you don't really take in what that actually is when you're a young kid. You're just like that's what dad does. But yeah, obviously getting older, I realised how much uh, you know resilience that man had, and it probably rings true in my life now. Did, so. did, were, you, were you some of the, the, the – your dad would say, listen, come on, Ed, if I get up, we've got to go and, you know, what have we got to do, drench or whatever you've got to have to do to the cattle. Yep. Did you have to do that sort of stuff? Uh, yeah, dad definitely made us do things that we probably didn't want to do as young young kids. Um, obviously, mum as well, she was very proactive in making sure we are out there hands-on. Um, but, yeah, dad, dad never won – I don't – dad never pushed us to be farmers or, you know, come back to the farm, which is great because as he, he was – as a young kid, he was obviously pushed to that's all you're going to be. Um, and he's never wanted that for us. He's always wanted us to whatever we uh, have been shown to, that's he goes, if that's what you want to do, go and do it, you know. So, so you, well, I guess that sort of helps too when you go and get sent off to another school outside of the region. So, how far is Orange from Forbes? Uh, it's about two and a half hours yeah. from our farm. Um, yeah, it was, it was boarding school, it was a, it was a weird one, you know, going. Being going home every day to mum and mum and dad and getting fed and going, you know, lovely home cooked meals into a a boarding uh, school setup where you get, you know, the food isn't too nice at year seven and Spam. You, yeah, not great. Uh, boiled boiled bacon, not not yeah. not fit pan fried, which is all right. You know, it's still food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but it's a different, totally different environment. But but a lot of country kids do that. They end up get, get sent to boarding schools. A lot of men end up in boarding schools in Sydney because some of my boys went to school boarding schools with the kids who were, who were sent to out from out from the bush into yeah. the, the city private school so to speak um what did you learn during that period i mean what that might have contributed to where you are today what you're doing today yeah um well it's a funny one so obviously the initial year seven is is hard like home homesickness and getting quite upset not really realizing but once you you know you got your routine you wake up and i, I involve myself in rowing at school so that was the, you know, the 4.30, 5 o'clock wake up to go out, row for an hour and a half in the morning. 
come back, get ready for school, eat your breakfast and be ready for school by nine, go to school and then train in the Arvo. Some of the days by, you know, year 10 and 11, we were training 12, 13 times a week. So that was a lot of like dedication and, you know, you had to be onto, onto your timing. Um, but it, yeah, it was like resilience, I guess, through, uh, being on your own and having to deal with all these boys in one house. And, you know, I was, there was probably 12 boys in my room in year seven, which is pretty intense going from not having to, you know, all of a sudden you got 12. Sharing. Sharing. Yeah. yeah dorms, bit. bunk beds and you- the divided by our little, uh, 600 mil cupboard. So you're only 23 and it's probably, you may not even thought this through, but do you think that, um, one of the reasons some of us, um, instinctively adopt a technique to keep ourselves busy with rowing in your case mm-hmm. um, is a, a technique to deal with um, a change of our situation which may create some sort of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So in other words, I feel a bit anxious. I'm not hit, I'm not at home anymore with my family. Put your head down. I'll go and do something get myself busy. Yeah. Because you know, people do that in, in business, they, they, yep. they keep themselves busy just to avoid anxiety. Do you think that's just something you adopted automatically? I, I believe so probably, yeah. I was. Uh, Mum and dad always said sport, you need to do sport. Whatever it is, you're going to do something. Um, fortunately for us, I picked rowing, which was like that. I think that taught me like red regimentation. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, you've just got to, you got to get up and it, and it makes your day. You don't, you don't have time to think about missing home or, you know, the things that are down, I guess, you know, you have crap times, you have good times. You may, if you put your head down and keep continuing and that's obviously through school, I was like, well, just keep your head down and work hard, train hard. And you'll but some kids will push it. against it. Some kids say, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't. I was I was very much a kid who had the carrot dangled in front of him, so to speak. I was um, I was never the biggest kid at school. I was like, but I always, without doubt, gave one hundred and twenty percent. I um, we, even in footy, I was never like you know the best five eight or fullback. I was always the second tier. But I every time someone ran at me, I put the shoulder in. I did. There was no backing down. It was just like, but I always had the people going, "Go, mate, you've got it, you've got it, you can do it, you can do it." But it was never like, especially in rowing, I was. Um, the fifth for the quad. I was, yep. So I was never in the quad. Yep. But it was always like, oh, if you keep going, hope, you know, if someone gets injured, then you'll be in. Um, and I guess that, like, the resilience to keep getting back up, that's what has probably led to me today. I've had those, I've had ample times where, you know, it just wasn't, I just wasn't there. But it was like, you've got it, mate. You've got it. And eventually I knew it was going to come through somewhere. And that's, have you thought this through, though? Like, did you, like you've actually sat down and thought thought. Definitely now. As now, as definitely not back old. in the day. No, no, no. Yeah, but definitely now. I, I, I read a lot. I uh, take in a lot of information online. I I, I don't follow many on, on, like, social, so to speak. I don't follow many stuff, much stuff that's, like, not positive and, um, mo- I guess, motivational or, you know, forward Pro, like progress yep. um and i yeah the stuff i take in is like it's all let's go let's go let's go because i'm trying to sort of work out I, I know you do these things for charitable reasons but well one of the outcomes is charitable reasons but i'm mm-hmm. trying to work out whether you do it for yourself what am i really feeding here yeah a- yeah have you thought this I, I have um it's a very in-depth question um i that's what it's called straight talk yeah so good i at its core I want to see what my body and mind is capable of. Unfortunately, not fortunately, unfortunately, through social media, you have to, if I'm trying to build a brand, so to speak, I have to put stuff out there on Instagram. You got to play stuff, the game. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's where it's going, right? Yeah, you eat budgie smugglers and all that exactly, shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But that's okay because that, that's a means to an end. That's exactly right. As long as the end is justified. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I love... I love seeing what I can do, but I, I guess in the the world now, people want instant success, and I, that's seen through socials. You don't, I believe, people see these things come up on Instagram and go, "Oh, that it's easily attainable." This success, blah blah blah. Someone's just overnight, all of a sudden, like for example, with my fifty marathons I did uh, two years ago. All of a sudden, I'm just posting. I run a marathon a day. I'll go to work. I run a marathon a day. Go to work. And that's what all everyone's seeing, but they don't see the the year prior where I don't. I'm not posting anything. I'm actually up at four a.m. I'm training for two hours. I'm going to work. Every mind, every tick over in my mind is thinking about the next moment, what I'm pushing for, what I'm. And then I go to bed. I, I read my ten pages of my book. I go to bed and I wake up again. There's no like, it's all relentless push to get where I want to be. And that's, I guess, now is like 
by setting myself up with these challenges, the running across the country, it's scary. It's very scary, but I know I'll be able to do it. And there's like a, a deep sense of wanting to be able to push myself to see what I can do. Are you running, or you know, they call it leaning in, but are you running into something or are you running away from something that uh, by using that as a platform to distract you from what it is you maybe should be dealing with? Is there Abs- a demon in there? Uh, I don't, you know, everyone talks about demons and, you know, you've got the monkey on your shoulder, but. Is there that? Uh, it doesn't have to be. I'm just. No, I don't, I don't believe so. I just believe like I've got this innate desire to be my best person I can be. But what is that because you were always the fifth in the quad and you, potentially and maybe yeah the, you're always in the seconds and not the first yeah. five eight. But well I feel like you have to to an extent have something and I'm probably clutching at straws now because I want I want people to say there's no fucking way you can do that mate. But I'm 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 going, come on, tell me that. But now like after doing the 50 people are like oh, I'm sure you'll do it now. But I want the I want the like there's no way you won't do it. No, but you get do you get that. addicted to that? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it hooks me and that's why I'm doing another one and that's yeah. why I will continue to do this probably till the day I drop or and then it'll be – it won't be running. It'll be something else. It might be business. It might be in, I don't know, talking. I'm not really sure yet. But for right now, my all my intention is towards running. There is no – I can't – through my 23 years, my long 23 years, um, there is no better feeling I've ever felt than when I finished my 50 marathons in 50 days. I can't like running. I ran through a big tunnel of 200 people that has ob- were obviously quite inspired through what I did in Centennial Park, and just like that, it's an out of body experience, and that is something that you I feel I won't be able to get unless I do another thing. I don't. I'm not necessarily wanting to be bigger and better and do this and that. It's just like, how am I going to do that? And yeah, it's just it excites the hell out of me. Well, I can see the pupils in your eyes, and I can see yeah. I, I can see them dilating when you're telling me that story. Yeah, like so. At the end of the 50 kilometres in 50 days. Yeah, yeah, so the 40, 42 Ks for 50 days. 50, 40, 50 marathons yep. for 50 days. 50 days. After work. Yeah, so and a marathon is how far again? 42.2 42. Ks. 42.2 Ks, right. Yeah. So you ran 42.2 Ks every day yep. for 50 days because you're like, that's a lot of that's a lot of fucking running. But what was that feeling that really got you excited then? Yeah, it was, it was, it had nothing to do with that last day, funnily enough. It was the, you know, day ten where I couldn't run because my hamstring tore. It was the, it was the day b- days before I even started. The people saying there's no way. It was the was it okay? Was it sticking up people who were the naysayers? That was a part, definitely a part of it. Um, they they were all pretty. They were probably on the fence about day ten, and by day forty, everyone's like, "Let's go, Nettie. Let's go." This guy might get there. Yeah, he's he's got this, and then all of a sudden they're they're in me corner, not not the other side. Um, but it's the yeah, it's it's the grind and the process of actually, as I said, the instant satisfaction. It, it wasn't instant. It was built up over these days and it was the six months prior to the 50 marathons. It was the, you know, all this hard work to finally get there. And once that goal's achieved, it was just like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I, you finally achieved something that all your hard work's been devoted to and you're there and then that that's that dilating pupil scenario yeah because i can see it's sort of etched in your memory so it's sort mm-hmm. of like the reward center in your brain is sending you continues to send you um and you know various yeah, chemicals to reward you for the experience absolutely even so much so when you were talking about it then your brain was sending you know i could see the chemistry back in the scenario you're getting excited your pupils were dilating yeah which is the sort of driver the chemical driver that some people like most people wouldn't do what you do mm. because um, they've never experienced the reward. Exactly, exactly. And I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to work out how the reward. I want to talk about how the reward feels. Mm. Um, I mean, is it? Do you go home at night after you've run through a thing and you know you got your sore legs and you probably got mm. to ice yourself or what do you got to do? Um, do you go home and think about it? Do you think? Do you, and do you go back and think when the day one, or do you go back and think when you first started training for it? Mm. What, what's your process? I mean. How does it work? After throughout the running, or no? When after? you finish, we so say you finished. Uh, throughout when I finished the fifty, yeah, um, that's fifty days of running yep. forty-two kilometers. Yeah, the fifty days. Yeah. yeah, I, I probably didn't deal with it the way I should have. Um, you went and got in the piss. No, yeah, I did that day exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it, but I do know that there is a much better way. I had so a well, good- tell, well, tell me what happens then. Now, so okay, because I've done this after a fight, and, yep. and I've and I've fought. Um, you know, in the ring I'm talking about, and, right. I fought, and then I got on the drink because I was really happy I won and blah, 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 and uh, it was the worst fucking thing I've ever done. Yep. It just, I nearly collapsed. Well, it almost like 
semi-deletes what you've done. It, it, well, but it's, it's so masks. powerful. Yeah, like it, absolutely. It affects you so quickly. Yeah. Within and you've probably trained so hard, haven't been on the piss for six months. And yeah, then, totally. Yeah. So tell me about that. Um, yeah, that was that was fine because I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, my God, I've still done this thing. It wasn't – that wasn't – because this big thing I had done wasn't overshadowed, I guess, so to speak. But the celebration yep. doesn't have to be a drink. No, it doesn't, and it shouldn't be. So, what should this? I'm going to say, what should the celebration be? And how do you celebrate for you? How would you celebrate for yourself? Now you've made that. Let's going to call it a mistake, but you've experienced get on the piss with my mates. Yep. Okay, I feel I woke up, I've done it. But what's the new celebration? What's the new format? Yeah. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the thing. We go and work hard. We get off the piss for a year, and then all you want to do is celebrate and get on the piss again. Yeah. But yeah. that that's the terrible ingrained um, culture now, isn't yeah, yeah. it? Um. Ideally, I want to go. I want to celebrate with the people who are on the trip for this next one, I guess. But I, 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 it's got to be getting the rest you need because it's not like the body's. It's been in an adrenaline state oh, fuck, for yeah. fifty days, yeah, yeah you'd be and, and more before. So yeah, it's a matter of dealing. I, I had a, spoke to a good mate of mine, and he goes, he's a fighter as well. Said I have a, you know, we have a six week training block. We go into a fight, and we have no training block out of it. Yeah, you've got. No, you know, you're going hard, you're going no hard, and then down. you're done. Oh, he goes, oh, I'm implementing a three-week out-of-it block now and I really want to I really want to take that on. So when I do this, you know, it's been a year process, this whole thing, getting all, you know, sponsors and organising logistics for this run and then it will be the run and then it will be finished. So I, I need to work out a good month out of it Yeah, because I will need downtime. I will need meditation states. I will need to be... So zen in comparison to what I've been because I'll be running on adrenaline for 40 days. And and when you get that, and you might explain this, um, that adrenaline, the maintenance of the adrenaline mm-hmm. or the adrenal gland working every day for however, is, however yep. long it is you train and then working for however long it takes to run mm-hmm. uh, can create a, what they call adrenal exhaustion. Yep. Um, and so the day you stop – the thing's over, it's all finished, mm-hmm. uh, the excitement's gone, you're not getting the, the uh, you know, the there's a, a feedback loop in your, in your brain which talks to the adrenal gland and say mm-hmm. produce adrenaline um, and lots of other things but uh, produce adrenaline and uh, all of a sudden it stops. Yep. The brain goes, oh, shit, we're not running. Mm-hmm. Can you explain the drop? Yeah. Um, so throughout that I, I probably was still in an adrenaline state for two weeks. You st- yeah, okay, so you're still you're, – you're gr- Probably even longer. Still, yeah, really? yeah, I was – because I was so hyped up and for this so this long amount of – after 50 days. Yeah, after the 50 marathons, I was in such a period of like I can take on the world. I, I could go run again. Yeah, I felt I could change the world. That's how what I was in the state I was in because I had to be to get through those days. There was days like, to, as I said, torn hamstring, torn calf, quad stress through the femur, like starting to get probably pretty injured. And you've got – like it's like fight or flight – as you know, it's like you – if someone gives you – I guess if someone gives you $100 million, you're going to take another step. So I was just going to do it and that was my end goal is like I'll get this done. I don't care. I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, so then come day like three, four weeks after, I'd done – I'd finished a 80K run, 160K run. So I'm still using this thing. And then a week later I got a little bit injured and then all of a sudden it all come crashing down because I stopped running. Talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I got injured. I had a bit of an IT band. Um, scenario. That's up the side of your leg. Yep, yep. Um, it was like on the out, uh, lateral side of your knee. Um, and was uh, it just a stiffness and soreness? It or? just started aching, and then my dumb naive self um, was still in his adrenal state. So I ran for a good month, thinking I could just run through it, but no, no way. And then yeah, a month later, I was like, okay, better sort this out, get a scan, make see what happens. But yeah, I went, I went down, down, down because exactly that. My mind's now going, oh, cool, he's resting. Let's shut everything down. Correct. And so uh, my training just went to absolute crap because I even couldn't have the energy to even lift up a weight, let alone I wasn't running. So I wasn't sweating. I wasn't feeling these endorphins I was feeling after running 42K a day. And then, yeah, I, I went into lost? a – Do you feel like very, very, because I didn't have a goal yeah. or I didn't have like a – and unfortunately like – well, fortunately as well, I've now implemented like it's not about the end goal, right? It's about the day-to-day enjoying the process um, and that's that excites me. I've sort of experienced this myself. So sometimes when you're doing the day-to-day process, yep, um, you can only do that, you can only actually implement that as part of a, a plan Yep, because, you know, 
some people like you, I, I'm a bit the same. You need regimentation, so you need a routine. You need, but to have a routine, I've got to have a, a goal. Then yep. I draw up a plan. I don't really care about the goal so much. Um, I sort of do and I don't. But mm. it's more I try really try to do it so I can enjoy the process of undertaking the plan, mm-hmm. you know, training every day and it gives me a reason to do something, you know, overall it's, you know, it's good for my health, blah, 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 the whole, yep. whole heap of things. But if that plan somehow – and therefore I need, a, I need a goal. I must have a goal. Yep. Even, I don't really care if I achieve the goal mm. so much. I want to but it's yeah. not really the idea. The idea is, you know, they say the journey or whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's on the way through. <laughs> yeah. um, because it, it has other benefits to me. But can you actually do that journey – and execute a plan without actually having a goal? No. So I feel you, like have you, you become a goal junkie? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I, I no, feel no, no, like no, there's wrong with it, my next like, few years are trying to get this end goal. And yeah. I guess like, yeah, it's all like I need to get from A to B in X amount of days. Like that's – but exactly that. It's not like I'll be happy when I get to this point. Yeah, yeah. It's like – you have to enjoy every waking minute, otherwise there's no way you're going to get to this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So how do you do that? Because you know the, the hard part is the prep. It's not the event. Yeah, absolutely. The hard part's the prep. Yeah, and, and everything, you know, and, and the event. But it's not the outcome. You know, it's not sort of the, the last fifty kilometers, whatever. It's yeah. Everything you do to prepare for it, all the mm. planning, all that shit. How do you deal with waking up every morning? Do you have day, down days? We say, oh fuck. You know, I'm just too, too tired. I'm too yep. sore. It's fucking freezing cold or it's dark. Mm-hmm. It's winter. Um, I honestly, I'm a – it's it's all like water off a duck's back, the small stuff for me. Um, funnily enough, as with the goal scenario, I do believe that there's – what I'm doing is I guess a higher purpose. I don't want to sound so cliche. No, no, but, it's, a, no it's okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do struggle with the 4 a.m.s, but I believe I can make – like with what I'm trying to do, I need to be – Fucking relentless. Let's be honest. Yeah, I need to, like, you can't miss a day. Every waking moment, I'm, my head is just going, going, going. I'm like, how can I make first of September easier now? So first of September is the day you start the, the, the start run this from. Run. Is it from Perth to Sydney from, or Sydney to Perth? Yeah, from Cottesloe to Bondi. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So, so one September, the first day of spring, you're yep. gonna run. You're gonna start this run. Yep. And the goal to get to there. Yep. As opposed to doing the run, but the mm-hmm. goal to get to the first of September is really important. Yep. So you, do you set a series of sub goals? Yep, absolutely. So, so maybe you, do you do you actually do you actually set a goal like, okay, it's a bit like someone trying to get off cigarettes, yeah, or someone <laughs> trying to get off the beer, yeah, or the booze. They say, I just want to drink today. Yeah. Do, do you work through that process? Absolutely. So even with with ultra like marathon running, you some days there's like you need to just do it's step by step. It's not even. K by K. It's, it's not like, even day by day. No, it's not it's, even. Some of the – so I'm breaking the – anyway, we'll get into the run, but I'm doing 25K four times a day. Now. That's the break. No, that's the break uh, of, of the day. Yep. September, yeah. Um, but in the lead up, I'm like, yeah, as I said, it might be just step by step and that's when the alarm goes off at 4 a.m. I'm up. I'm doing my whatever the session so is. So give me a regiment now. Now? Yeah. Um, the alarm goes off 4 a.m. Yep. 4.05, I'm out of the bed, absolutely, without a doubt. I'll have a second alarm. Um, whether I get to bed at 10 or whether I get to bed at 7 or get to bed at 11.30, you know, it's like I've got to do it because I, I'm making up my lack of like physical ability I make up in pursuit of making sure this happens. Relentlessness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so but, but, but some people will be thinking – but I want you to be tired. How the fuck can I get it? How does he do that every day? Get up four a.m., four or five. You'll make up the sleep somewhere else. But but how do you do it? I mean, how, how do you just I, I have a wall. throw the sheet off or what? What do you do? I have a big wall. Yeah, it has. It's called the fuck you wall. The people yeah. have said what yeah, I can't yeah, and yeah. can do. I have my. I have a big thing saying, "Be fucking relentless. Let's go. You've got this. It's written swear in front word. of you. Yeah, you've you, got this swear word. You and look, then I go. Yeah, yeah. and you, you look do. at it before you go to bed. Absolutely. And, and you look at it when you wake up. Yep. So it's, it's in here. Is it, you, you got a partner? I do. Yeah. So I feel for her. Yeah. So, so when you, when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning, um, you don't feel like saying, oh, "I just fucking never going to stay here and have a snuggle because it's fucking freezing cold." And she's doing her best. What to she make just, sure that happens. Does she just go get the fuck out? Nah, nah. She wants me to stay in there, but I. Uh, it's again, it's like a bigger goal, so I. It doesn't matter to me. 
Yeah. I need to, she, she understands and she's so welcoming of what I need to do and supportive. So it's like, yeah, she's not I'm dirty very on you. No. But, but she's not also saying, come on, get up. Get up. No, 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 no. So what, <laughs> when you up. get, so you get up at, let's say you get a five, five past four. Yep. Take me through. So leaving out the, the toilet department. Yeah, what's yeah, the first thing happens. you do? Don't worry about that. What's the um, first thing you do? Coffee. Quick, yeah. quick coffee. So you, you got, look, if I, if I'm feeling a bit. Yeah, but um, not, not every day. Not every day. Okay. No, absolutely not. But do you have to, like in food re- regime sort of thing, do you have to sort of take in sort of going out some oats or something? Like absolutely. That? I have to eat every every time before I run because the night before I've, you know, the day in the day just leading up all this training, I'm still burning 4,000, yeah, yeah. 5,000 calories. I need to yeah, up my a day. intake, which will be around 10,000 to 12,000 a day throughout the run. Right. Um, just depends on how efficient I can be throughout my running so right but in training yep right now you you would you have to get up what would you, what, what would you have as a routine oh, just a bit of toast um muesli bar as well probably banana um yep. honey do you, do you have a dietitian to help you out? i have a yeah a good friend of mine he's a very good dietitian yep. he's helped me out basically the plan is just eat and then eat again that's yeah, because you can't deplete yourself no nah, absolutely not yeah so and, and carbs are pretty important yep yeah, carbs so. protein fats yeah that's, that's yep. the main um and then yeah i'm out the door depending on the run like my day-to-day i'm doing two strength sessions still a week but and then deadlifts and shit like that yeah, yeah, yeah strength yeah. like um, lower body introducing wonder Sweet from bluehost.com website creation is hard But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Pods, yeah, 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 calf yeah. raises, single leg, unilateral stuff. And do you have someone to, to give you a program? I have a coach, yep. a running coach now, which yep. is awesome. And then you go for a run, do you? Yeah, go for a run. So yeah, how run far would you run in the morning? Uh, it can depend. It'll probably be f- uh, anywhere from 14K to 20K in the morning. Do you live in Sydney now, don't you? Yep, You're in Sydney. In Ramwick. Ramwick. So, so I'm right next to Centennial, yeah, okay. which so is helpful. So you just keep running around It's that. pretty monotonous though now. Yeah. I've run about 1,000 laps around it. Um, yeah, the, in, the inside – Track or the outside track? I go the white fence inside. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. nice. So you just three point seven k's on me. Yeah. About that. Yeah, yeah. You know, too well. I know. Well, yeah, I've done it. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you just keep running around. Yeah, that or I'll run. You know, I'll change it up a bit. Might go. Yeah. Anti clockwise. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's fairly flat. Yeah, very flat. It's yeah, good. Yeah. Um. Or I'll do like the coast to get. You know. You hills. go from Bondi to or hills and whatnot. Yeah. Or something like that. And uh, but and but when you're running, um, I'm always curious about this. Yep. Um, because. I always find that um, inside track bit it's a bit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing to make sure? What do you wear um, to make sure that you don't get jarring and stuff like that? Like you protect your muscles from the pounding. I mean, do you yep. wear special shoes or? Uh, I do. I wear shoes that I really like. They yep. Can't mention the name. No. Um, they yeah. They're not sponsoring you yet. No, they won't be. Um, which is all good. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I wear shoes that. Uh, good for my joints. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is that something you worked out that's good for you? Yeah. 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 I so found I had to trial. I had to trial a lot yeah, of shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of support. I guess, like, I also run on, as you said, there's like hard and soft. Yeah. I tried grass if I feel I'm a bit jarred up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's days, like, you know, I have to run a 45, 50K run, back it up with a 20K run the next day for my training. Yeah. So it's like you're sore and stiff for the next four, four or but five Are you running games. at a pace too, by the way? Or do you just, uh, are you just doing it? I, I run probably a bit too quick for what I should. Um, in terms of like ultra endurance stuff, yep. I run roughly four fifties, four forty fives to five minute pace, where I should be probably running around. What's five that? What's 30. that? Five five minute thirties a kilometer. Yeah. So four minute forty five a kilometer is what I'm probably around at. Yeah. How many kilometers per hour would that be? For example? Um, twelve 50. kilometers an hour yes. is five minute pace. So yeah, just under yeah. so twelve and a half. Yeah. So like it, for anybody who's like you know thinking about this like. I run 400 sometimes on a running machine, right? Yep. And j- just because 400 is a, is a good two minutes, mm-hmm. just a little bit at 12 k's an hour. Yep. Um, but that's a really fucking hard pace for me anyway. Yep. Um, you know, if I could knock four, uh, 10 of those 400s out with a minute rest in between, I feel pretty happy with myself. Yep. You're running how many kilometres at that rate? Uh, well, I will, I will be running 100k a day at that. Fuck. I'll probably be around five minute 10. So, okay. yeah, just so, under So four. do you um, – that's crazy. So – uh, do you? Man, that's fucking mental, man. Because uh, like, like you know, I'm, I, I was a good runner. Like, I'm still not bad. But 
like four hundreds, mm. I consider four hundred to be the event. Yep. Like it's the that's the, the event. Then if you want to be a footballer or a fighter or whatever, that's you've mm. got to run a good four hundred. You're fit. And it, you're good. You're fit. Yeah, yeah good heart rate because then it's a two minutes, so two three minute round. It's yeah. a good round of that sort of stuff. But if I could, I can knock out ten maybe in mm. a good period, but in a prep period. Yeah. But not now. I'm going to be able to go and do a ten today. Yeah. But there are minute rests, so yep. I give myself the you know round rest. You're doing that. For fucking hours. Yeah, so yeah. Do, do do you do you wear monitors? Do you, do yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're doing all the the sort of. Yeah, I'll be I'll be managing my can heart you say rate. Who you're using or uh, not yet? Not yet. Um, okay, but you got one of them. I've got an awesome Breitling watch that they uh, help. Oh, me Breitling out. got sensors yeah. on them now. No, they don't. They've got awesome uh, little watch. The beautiful watch. No, no. <laughs> but what about the sensor based? Yeah, watch? I do. I wear a heart rate based monitor across as the chest. Well. Yeah, yeah, just to like measure. So you're measuring everything. In your training, not to a T, not like so to speak. I just go off how I feel. To be so honest, so how's your heart rate? What, what? So if you're doing twelve kilometers and you're doing forty k run or twenty five k run, yep. Um, and you're doing twelve k's an hour, around yep. about probably a little faster. Um, what's your heart rate like? Uh, I, what would you be at? Like low, like highest it'll get to is one forty. Right. Proud about that. That's wow. me at, at fit. Like I was running during the fifty marathons. I was. On my slower days, I was running at like 125 beats a minute. I was that I felt that fit. It was Shit. it was pretty cool. Um, on my last, so my 50th marathon of the 50 days, I ran it at 406 pace. So that ended up being um, probably about 14k an hour, that's, that's which was good. like yeah, three two hours 53. That's going a lot quicker than like, like most people wouldn't realize. You just get on a running machine, set at 14. Yeah. Try and do four hundred. Yeah. Try and do a kilometer at fourteen. Yeah, it's hectic. It's, it's, it's hectic. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, like some people wouldn't run a hundred meters at 14, 14, 15. Like sometimes I crank it up to sixty and I can do a hundred. Yeah. But my heart rate's like one hundred and eighty. Yeah. So my heart's gonna jump <laughs> out of my chest. Doesn't it? It's fucked. Yeah. So I don't know how you do it. Like so. So what do you think? What is it genetically that you think you have that you probably didn't realize you had when you were trying to play footy and um, mm. all those other things, rowing, that you have to be an endurance person, or do you think? you've just built yourself into becoming an endurance person. I think I've built it, to be honest. I don't think – I think – like I couldn't run. I hated cross-country at school. I could not stand it. Um, and then I just love the the struggle. I, I just fought for the so struggle. It's a mental thing for you. Yeah. So you oh, have yeah. a mental it's ability. 100%. It's a mental ability yeah, as opposed sure. to physical ability. For sure. And yeah. then I guess the physical feeling of when I finished, like I, I started doing like – I did a 25K run and then I did a marathon and then I ran a 60 and 80, 120. And I'm like, I've got to do something. That's why I brought up the 50 marathons. But, yeah, I just I just longed for f- the suffer. And then throughout the suffer, I was like, this is crazy. Oh, you know, I ran once ran to Palm Beach in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. And I'm like, how am I going to get home from here? Oh, fuck, I've got to run. Because there's no, no Uber. I'm not going to get an Uber. My phone's about to die, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I just loved the struggle of it. You ran Palm Beach to Ramwick. I ran week to Palm Beach and back, yeah. Right. Which and ended up, yeah, 100K. So, so you're doing this running primarily. Yep. It's something because it does something for you. You love it, okay? Mm-hmm. And and you're clearly during these periods it's a lonely place. Very. I mean, I'd love to know what you're thinking about. Yeah. So, you know, you're on the road, you're running across from Perth to Sydney, you know, you've probably got support crew and stuff like that, like probably someone following you and someone filming you or something. Or mm-hmm. Someone's got to feed you. Um, but what are you what are you thinking about? Like what, what what occupies your brain? It's, again, that's a long question, a long answer to that question, but um, everything. Like you go from why am I doing this to how good is this to what I'm eating for breakfast the next day, what I'm like, I can't, there's just so much, but I, it gets, there's about, when you get to about 50K throughout a run, throughout a 100K run, that's where you're like all those negative thoughts start coming in. You're right. like, I've been running for five hours here. I've got another five hours to go. I'm like, I'll use I'll use tools. Like I'll put music in at five hours because it's I haven't used it yet and I need it as a tool to get me through and I might blast my ears for 40 minutes and I go, this is just too much. Get out of yeah, my yeah. own head. Um, but yeah, I can't, there's multiple things that go through my head. But I mean, do you get noises? Like, like, like dead set head noises? Thing? Yeah, I, I do for sure. Jimmy I think Cricket starts I'm, getting on his shoulder and sort of rubbing his knees. Yeah. So give it up. <laughs> the devil, he pulls up a chair here yeah. and then I have the, a good one here and I'm like, oh. Do you play those games? Angel devil? Like yeah, that? for sure. Yeah. I go, oh, and then I also play the games with the distances and like, once you get here, you can have this. Once you get 10K down, you can have a handful of sour worms, whatever. I get I just treat myself in that way as well. So that's how I get through it as well. Gaming it. Yeah. But I guess my the deepest reason of getting these things done is the 
doubt of people. That's probably one of the biggest things. I'm going to prove them wrong. Yeah, fuck them. Totally. I love yeah. it. So, and, okay, then, of course, there's charity associated with these things. Yep. So why did you why did you decide to de- dedicate the money you raised? I think it was 50 grand. Yeah, I ended up raising 50, 90, 95. 95,000 yeah. for the 50 marathon days. Yep. Um, why did you decide to dedicate it for homelessness people? What, yeah. So what, what, what was it that sort of got you going on that one? Yeah. Um, so when I was running into TAFE in the city because I'm, I'm sparky, I um, was running past Eddie Avenue down in yeah, the city. Yep. Um, and always there's always a bunch of homeless people there along, along the street. Um, and I was initially very confronted, which majority of people are. They don't know how to approach. They want to help but they don't think it's – they don't want to give money. They want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, for the second time running through, I was like, oh, i got to do something here. The next mo- the next Tuesday I came through, I was like, right, and I, I got my big boy pants on and I was getting nervous. I was very like, oh, my God. But I'm like, they're just fucking people. So I went up, hey, guys, can I help out? Do you want any food? Blah, blah, blah. I think it was middle of the winter. I gave him a hoodie as well. Um, And then I, I was obviously in the mode of like my training. I was getting, getting up there a bit and I did my first 60K run and I'm, you know, it's all dwindling in the back of my head. And then... I'd finished the 100K run to Palm Beach and back and I'd ran through there the next like the next Tuesday and I was like, oh, fuck, I could help, I could help here. My running could be aligned with the homeless and we might be able to make some noise. And then, um, yeah, I ended up telling a friend I was going to do 50 marathons and I was like, I should raise money too. This is all, this is going to be awesome. And then, yeah, ended up. Did you give it to them? Where did the dough go? It to? went through the Red Cross. Red Cross. Right. Um, which, yeah, but these awesome now, the guys I'm working with now, Called We Are Mobilized. They're, they are an awesome uh, homelessness charity. They do outreaches on the street and they actually like hands-on first point What's it of call. Again? We Are Mobilized. Right, right. Um, and they actually you know, do like um, hygiene packs, food, um, go out and actually ask where the help can be. Yeah. Um, like be given. So what is the thing that homelessness, homeless people probably, what are the couple of things they need sort of straight up? Like you just said healthcare packs or like, you know, toothbrush and things like that, razor maybe, I don't yep. know. What do they need? What are the sort of things primary? Well, unfortunately, it's the home. That's the, you know, you need, yeah. they need some somewhere to stay because a lot of them are sleeping. But that's a government body. issue. Yeah, absolutely. But that's that's where these guys can help and that's where if there's enough noise they there. They place them? Yep. They, they, and a lot, unfortunately, a lot of the um, places they go to are not even safe. They don't want to even go there. They prefer to sleep yeah, on yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. where the change needs to happen. Um, but immediately is like food, water. Right. Hygiene. Yeah. A shower. Yeah. A haircut. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, yeah, it's not, it's not great. And the Perth, so what was the thing that inspired you to choose a charity? Mm -hmm. And I I want to ask you who the charity is. I don't know if you can disclose it at this stage, but to run, to to make the outcome of your Perth to Sydney benefit a charity. I mean, what inspired you to do that? Yeah. Well, or motivated you? It's exactly the, it's like, by I know it's going to make like people are going to see what I'm doing. I have no doubt whether that be it now or in day 30, I know people will see it and it's like, what is it doing? He's doing it for charity. And then once that comes on board, then people go, Oh yeah. Okay. And then just seeing the, the struggle and seeing that, like for me, it's, it's another, it's also another um, reason for me to keep going. It's like, I'm, I'm actually making change here. I can keep, if I keep, going each day getting up again there'll be more more money donated more awareness around the issue that's also another factor to my drive um but yeah i the i'm doing where i'm mobilized for this run they are the so, charity so for, yeah. for the homeless people yeah. yeah right and how much money are you trying to raise i want to raise a million dollars and that's, the plan. that's a lot of money so where do you sort of what why why did you i mean it's a bit like but i shouldn't think anything of a million dollars because you decided to run. How many kilometres is it from uh, Perth to Sydney? 4,000. Also, like, so I shouldn't be surprised that <laughs> you pitched a goal at a uh, million dollars when you pitched another goal to run 4,000 kilometres. Yeah. Um, has, has anyone else done that? Uh, a German dude ran it in 43 days um, in like 2008, I think. Um, and, yeah, I want to go. He ran average 91K a day. 91, I want to go 100K a day. 100, so, you're, so you're not only seeking to do the event, run mm-hmm. the distance, but to break the record, so to speak. Absolutely. That's yep. a record. Yep. This is it like a Guinness record or something? Uh, the Guinness record 67, but the fastest times this guy who did 43 days. Right. So, so okay. So. Just costed a lot of money to lodge it with Guinness. So I'll see how does it does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have to pay money to lodge yeah, it with Guinness. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So, so, and what, what, what's your support crew? Like, how, how do you choose those people? 
Um, my my girlfriend will come along. Yep. My mother. I'll have a uh, physio. There'll be a video crew. Um, I'll have probably eight to ten people. But again, when the more people you add, the more people you got to feed. The more yeah, yeah. fans you got to have. Blah blah blah. And it's cost more money too. Absolutely. Um, it's a costly expense, and logistics are a nightmare. Are they? Um, just trying to like you know food on the nullarbor. Like it's. It's not cheap at the roadhouses, yeah, yeah. plus you need enough for four days of trotting along. And you've got to have a van or something, do you? Yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're in the process of trying to get a van. Yep. Um, a van sponsor would be elite. But yeah. We, yeah, that's a, one thing we really do need. So what's the hardest thing with all this? Is it the logistics but the hot, I mean, or is it the training? What, what's the hardest thing to plan to run on the 1st of September from Perth to Sydney, Perth to Bondi? Um, or Cottesloe Beach to Bondo Beach. Yep. You know, two iconic beaches yep. from both sides of the country. Um, what's the hardest thing to 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 do? Is it your own brain, your own mental mm. health, or what is it? Yeah. Um, logistics are hard. I've got an awesome team helping me with that. I, I would say that would be the hardest if I was doing it myself. So you, but you can outsource that. What's the hardest yeah. thing for you? For me, it's not running right now. Because I want to, I want to get out there. I want to get to fucking Perth tomorrow, yeah, and I want to start. You want to start now, yeah. I hate the build up. I hate the, but I know I have to to get yeah, the yeah. awareness, to raise the money, to get the sponsors on board. But what about to, getting? And, and do, do you think you have to as well to get physically prepared, or you reckon you're physically? I, I'm there now. You can I, do it now. I would, if you said tomorrow go and do it, I'd be able to do it. So patience. Yeah, that's that's the hard thing. So that's the virtue that uh, you know, and that's the one we never talk about, but these days. But um, patience is the virtue that you need to learn. To understand and to um, engage with, yep, and to uh, to somehow um, not only engage with, but to call upon, yeah, uh, How are you dealing with that? Um, I'm much better this time round. I only gave myself a month when I did the 50 marathons in 50 days. So I said I'm doing this on August the first and first of September. I did it. I started it um, this time round. I've given myself six months, so it's good. It's nice. I have to, it, as I said, in the four AMs, I'm. All I'm doing is thinking about it where it'll be great when I get there. But for right now, it's, it's tough. It's like, I want to be, I want to be starting, but it's good. It fuels my runs. It fuels my long runs. It fuels my resting time. It's like, you've got this mate, the more, you know, awareness around it, the better. So on that rest is a good one. I just want to zero back on that for a second, Yep. but both in training and on, on the event. What is the rest regime that you employ? So you said to me you get up at 4 a.m. no matter what, but mm-hmm. you also said sometimes you might go to bed at 11, 11 o'clock. But what, what's your ideal resting regime during the prep and during the event? Yep. Um, thankfully now I'm not working, so I'll be able to sleep in. T- uh, it's all very good. The macho man, wake up at four. It's great. It's a it's a good way to get in your head and be tough and resilient. I also know I need my sleep now. Yeah. Seven hours minimum. Um, so hopefully I'll be getting that now and I'll be able to train fully rested. Um, ice baths, I do a lot of ice baths. They're probably more for my head rather than my body. Yeah, could you talk about the ice bath? Because I'm so curious about ice baths. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I love them. I love for the – so like I have a chest freezer and I freeze it over and then break it. And yeah, love the one of those ice. horizontal ones. Yeah. yeah, and I actually break the ice, hop in. It's quite yeah. – yeah, nice. So what, what do you get down to? What, what temperature? I'd be freezing. It's like – Yeah, it's just, just – Below Zero. freezing. Yeah. Well, it's not even water. It's like a lot more ice than it right. is water. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's and like hopping in. Completely just your lower body. Uh, neck in. Get the neck, neck, neck in. Neck. Um, and how long are you doing that for? Uh, if I say 10 minutes, I'll do 10 minutes. Yeah. Because um, you've got to be careful. You do. You Frostbite get, can yeah, set yeah, in pretty yeah, early. But sick. 10 minutes, you're not. 10 minutes is fine. Yeah. But that that's a long time. That's breathing. Daily? Three to four times a week, right. and then I'll do a cold shower. When I look at the co- when I look at the shower and think of a cold shower, I've got to do the cold shower. I can't just go. Oh, imagine if you had a cold shower tonight. It's like. I think of that. I'm like, oh fuck, I've got to have a cold yeah, shower now because totally. I'm like, I want to make every waking moment as uncomfortable as possible to be comfortable when it gets hard on the so, Okay, so so the ice bath, the cold shower, is that about um, getting um, familiar with being uncomfortable, or is it about therapy? Comfort, uncomfortable. Yeah, feeling uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, feeling uncomfortable. It's got nothing to do with like. You I, don't think it I know does. it has. I, I know it has benefits. I absolutely. Know, does it? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about that. They all there's like this um, brown fat cell. It gets them going, so yeah. you lose some fat loss yep. tool because you're shivering. You're trying to get it off. Um, I'm sure there is in a, a healing state. Obviously, not straight after a run or a um, strength training. It doesn't not heal you. It takes four hours before you bef- take four hours before you do an ice bath after strength training. They reckon. Um, but I I was doing them every night after my marathons to cool my core temp because yep. I was like so hot and so like buzzing and adrenaline. 
it would actually call me and like settle me down and I'd have to focus on my breath rather than like, you know, I'm turbo checking Instagram, doing this, going here. I was like present in the moment. And that then called me down to get into bed and go, go to sleep and go again. I, I, many years ago, well, not that many years ago, but anyway, I was on a fight camp in Thailand with um, the, my trainer who happened to be a guy called Jeff Fennick. Yep. A lot of people know. And um, <laughs> Jeff and I went together and we, the, the, the idea was to train three times a day. So we arrived there about one in the morning. Um, he woke me up at 4.30, we went for a run and then we we hit the pads and stuff during the day and then the evening we'd spar, not with him but, other, you know, Thai guys. And yeah. then, um, you know, it was, it was a 10-day training camp getting ready for a fight. Anyway. He said to me one day, he said, every day we'd have a sauna, a hot sauna. It's this old school stuff that he he loved doing because I had to drop weight to me. Yep. So one day he said to me, second or third day, he said, um, we're going to go and get a a, 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 a Cairo thing. Yeah, but, Cairo. but not not a – so I said, oh, I mean, I'm just going on with whatever everyone's said, no problem. You know, we ate well and we didn't drink or anything like that. So we go to this place and there's three rooms. First room was um, 60, minus 60. Mm. The second room was um, minus 70 and the third was minus 80, something along those lines. Mm. Anyway, they give you booties, hand things put on your hand, mm. pair of shorts and a mask because you don't want to breathe in the cold air. No. But no top and um, and your legs are bare except for the booties and yeah. your pants. And you go in the first room and they say stay in there 15 seconds, then you there's a door. It's, it's just like a normal yeah. sauna size. Then there's a door, you go into the second room and then the third room you're yeah. staying for three minutes, right? So we go, you can't see any because it's sort of like not steam but Foggy, it's freezing, yeah. yeah, cold air. So you go into the third room. We get in the third room, two of us, just two, him and me, and uh, stand there and uh, I could feel something on my nipple and, was, and uh, what the fuck's going on there? And, and uh, I, I just freezing looked up. down at it and I saw his hand come over to flick me, <gasps> flick, the, flick oh. my nipple. And what I realised, it was an icicle which had formed on my nipple. Like, just oh, down. And I just moved away just in time because he's mad. Like he's, he's always fucking around, like uh, you know, yeah. practical jokes and shit like that. <laughs> anyway, when we got out, the woman who ran the thing, she said, lucky he didn't do it. Said, Your nipple would have come would flying off, off yeah. with it. Oh, you fucking idiot. But I have to tell you, what, what, after I did it, because um, we just finished a pretty heavy, we'd been trained for a couple of days and I was, I was pretty inflamed. Sore. Yeah, yep. And within about when I started warm up, Took a while to warm, but a yeah. half an hour to warm. But I felt incredibly relaxed. Yeah, like unbelievably relaxed. Yeah. My whole body just sort of felt great. Yeah, no inflammation. Yep. And I always wonder whether the ice baths, mm. uh, someone training at your level, yeah, whether or not inflammation is a big issue, and mm. whether or not the ice baths give you any relief. Yeah, and in a physical sense. Yeah. Well, I have. It's a lot of inflammation, as you said earlier, with the knee like pounding the pavement you're always i i don't know i i guess like i strip fat pretty easy so i don't really have that weight excess weight when i'm running um into hurt my knees and i feel like my running technique's pretty solid now that i can get away without having sore joints and um, you know wear the right gear yeah wear the right gear and my you know my toe like i don't have many toenails and blisters are all over my feet but that's like it's standard with Ultra so pretty callous. Put up with. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the ice, yeah, as I said, the ice baths, I'm sure they were great for in- inflammation, but they were for me just like a way of a cooling good, myself down. And a good mental thing for you too. And then a fucking, yeah. A get, good chill. Yeah. Settle like, and, and if you can get through a 10 minute ice bath, it's like, I've done 10 minute ice bath. Like, how good? I'm yeah, totally. motivated. I've tried the care. ice baths myself just at home. Like, I've gone by the, the, the ice from the server. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I haven't. You not know, as cold as you get to, but and and I actually went and bought myself a gun, a thermal gun to try and work the temperature. Yes, out. yeah. And uh, and I've, I did uh, ten degrees for ten minutes. Yep. But it is uncomfortable. Yeah. Really uncomfortable. And yep. uh, You got to breathe. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly that. You've got to you got to be in the moment, yeah. present, because there's no other issues in your life right now than that freaking ice bath. So when you're on the run, yep. when you're running from Cottesloe to Sydney to Bondi, no ice baths. Oh, I'm gonna try and get one of those portable ones. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. I've seen them potentially uh, advertised. Yeah. yeah, get one of those portable. But you're gonna Somebody, have to get an ice maker to fill yeah. it up. Well, hopefully we have one yeah. somewhere. Just generator set up and yeah. Well, a lot of servos along. might have them too. I mean, yeah. as you go through, but I don't know how many servos are on the Nullable. Yeah. Um, and so you'll have About that nine set up. Days between. <laughs> you have the food set up. You'll have your little support crew there. Yep. Um, to you know give you a bit of motivation here and there, or to just to smile at you when Hold you're feeling a bit of shit. Yep. Um. You were trying to raise a million bucks. Yep. Um, how can people sort of 
support you? Where do they go? Yep. Um, so on, I've got a website set up, Ned's Record Run. Ned's Record Run. Yeah, Ned with two days. Yeah. Um, and on my Instagram is the link in there as well. So Ned and Brockman. What, what's your Instagram page? Ned Brockman. Ned, Ned Brockman. two days, Brockman two ends. Ned two days, Brockman two ends. And, um, and who are your sponsors now? Who have you got now? I've got some awesome sponsors now. I've got Puma on board as the main my main sponsorship. Gear, gear sponsors. Yep. Yep. Um, they're my clothing and apparel. Yep. Um, Case Construction, which is a machinery company. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, they yep. make excavators. And yeah, stuff, yeah. Right? yeah. So I got one of them on my farm actually. I got a how good? Yeah, yeah. Case Bobcat. Yeah. Yeah, they're legends. Um, the guys at Fishbowl, Budgie Smuggler, Posy Socks. So we're going to see in Budgie Smugglers. We will at some point. Yeah, we yeah. will for sure. Um. Who else might remilk, which is a, a pro like a milk dairy company. They're yep. they're amazing. They're um been really supportive and optimum nutrition. So yeah. So so when you talk about your sponsors, yep. um, are they do they give you money or or, or is in kind sponsorship? No, they will give me money because money. I need to yeah, anyone I've mentioned there have given money to because yep. it's a costly adventure. It's yeah, um, totally. you know, like hiring oh, hopefully we can get a camper van sponsorship yeah um, that's what we're pushing for right now it's the kind of missing piece yeah yeah um because you gotta have someone to sleep at night so absolutely yeah. and, and the crew. you know i um oh and temper is another sponsor mattress they've, yeah, yeah. they've given me a mattress amazing mattress so if i can put that in a camper van and get a good night's sleep each night um which is very important to get my good night's sleep um but yeah cost wise for a caravan hire times three is Camper van hire is a, is a lot of money. So that totally. we don't want to dig too much into the kitty to just pay for the things, you know what I mean? So. Because you want some money at the end of the day to give to the charity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So. And uh, so, I mean, you've you got a chance here. Like uh, we'll send this out and we'll put up on, on, on my on my platform. So yep. what's one last thing you want to say why you're doing this or what you're doing this for or what's one last thing you want to leave us with in relation to the run? Yeah. Um, well, for the run, I'd, yeah, I'd just like there's as many people as possible to – come on board and get around it and share the hell out of it so we get make some noise so we can raise the money and can break the world record. That's that's the plan. By the sponsors, we get the money so we can actually break, break the world record and then in turn raise a million bucks and actually make some change. Um, and on like a personal note, I just love everyone to have a crack and start being relentless in whatever they want to do, you know, actually go out and hopefully use this as a bit of fuel to start making some change in their life. Ned Brockman, thanks very much. And by the way, you've just inspired me to start thinking about what I can do. So well Amazing. done, mate. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. listening to another episode of straight talk with mark boris audio and production is by jessica smalley production assistance simon mcdermott this is a mentored podcast